Hello everyone, this is Noah and John and we are from Urban Digs and today we're talking Manhattan. And uh, hey, hey John, you know, um, again, we've been talking about this, this, this phases of this COVID. And um, again, I think we're going into this next phase. I think we're going into this, this normalization phase after the destruction phase. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm looking at supply, it's around 5,100. I'm looking at pending sale, 2,153. Um, off market is starting to tick down a little bit for the first time. Um, the, the shutdown order, uh, I just, I just got off the phone with Neil Garfinkel. The shutdown order is, um, right now till May 28th and it looks like New York. If you, if you look at New York as regions, right, you know, um, they're going region by region and New York city of course is, is one of the densest reasons. So we're kind of at the end of the line. Mm -hmm. There's, uh, you know, a, a pretty good likelihood that, that the extension is, uh, I'm sorry, the shutdown order is going to have to get extended probably one more time, maybe two more times. I don't know the duration of those extensions. Um, all I know is that we're going like lockstep region by region uh, across New York until we get to New York City, which again is at the end of the line in terms of density. And, and you, gotta, you gotta get through a number of check marks with each region to keep going. Um, and that's what we have facing ahead of us. Yeah. So, okay. With that said, we got Ellie Johnson from uh, Berkshire Hathaway Home Services here. And we're going to get an executive viewpoint here. John, what do you think? I'm looking forward to it. Um, Ellie, from your vantage point, sitting up high, I, I imagine you see a little bit of everything in terms of sales, rentals, contracts, off markets. And I, I hope you can uh, share some good stuff with our audience today. I would love to. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Ellie, get right, get right into it. What do, you, what do you see from a, we usually have agents on here. So from well, your... I know that you like uh, authenticity, and I thought I'd start with just my, I can only speak, um, I'd like to start with my own offices stats, and from March to, to date, uh, you know, listings is down 26%, pendings are down 20%, and closed sales are down 60%, which mm -hmm. is kind of in line with what you see across the board through all the different companies and markets. My office is fairly small in comparison to some of the other competitors. Uh, but I must say that I, I have a mighty amazing team that is completely dedicated and um, a phenomenal company that we were ready um, from the standpoint of technology to really transition into virtual uh, business immediately when all this uh, pandemic started. Oh, that's great. Um, office stats are always very helpful because, I mean, again, you know, you, you bring agents on and they see what they see in their own little world. And, and some agents I'm talking to are, are, are seeing some, you know, not such a terrible market and they're doing some deals. Let me ask you, Ellie, um, from a deal volume perspective, any, any idea what types of negotiability or, I mean, are most of the deals that your office has seen during COVID, are those kind of legacy, um, they've seen the property before, or, or do you have some site unseen deals? And I'm trying we to get a sense a combination, of uh, Excuse me, a combination of both. Mm -hmm. uh, we had the first few deals that uh, were uh, transaction and close were deals that were pending, of course. But April and, and May, I have to say, has been deals that have been uh, sight and seen. And anything from very high-end rentals, north of 20000 a month. Uh, we have a family coming from New Zealand and... They are doing a two-year with a 30-year option, and they wire all the funds. And it was just a virtual tour with our agent. We are getting exclusives. Um, you know, and it's really, 
um, being a good listener and understanding and work, meeting your clients where they're at, as well as the agents, as far as their fear for factor. We have a beautiful new listing in Brooklyn where the sellers were ready to list. They wanted us to list. Um, they are in the process of moving, but they will not allow physical visits until they moved out at the end of this month. But they wanted us to begin the process. Interesting. Right. I'm, I'm curious, do you have any sort of uh, profile of what these sort of virtual buyers are, are looking for? I mean, why, you know, there's a lot of fear out there in the market right now in terms of everything stopped, there's a virus and, and this mm -hmm. and that. I'm curious, what, what's the profile of a buyer right now from, from your perspective? I think the buyers that are out there are what I am calling the really true, pure curated buyers. These are not speculators. These are people who need to make a change. Their lives are in transition. And unfortunately, it could be because they lost their jobs or because they need to, they're relocating from another market. You know, uh, granted, uh, COVID-19 put a, an incredible stop to uh, society, the world as a whole, but, you know, life continues. And I was so pleased to hear uh, the chairman of the Federal Reserve yesterday in 60 Minutes because his optimism and the um, reinforcement that we had such a strong economy before all of this took place. And uh, we anticipate that uh, ideally, if there is no more infections and hopefully they'll find a vaccine sometime in the future, um, you know, we're going to come out strong. And New York City is always going to be New York City and we're going to remain optimistic. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a great point. And, you know, part of what Jerome Powell was saying yesterday is that, you know, we were um, we were doing fine economically before this happened. This is more like a natural disaster. And, you know, I look at New York City as sort of a microcosm of that. And that was that we were doing, we were actually going to rebound coming into this. And uh, January, February numbers were looking good. Um, with that said, looking, you know, based on sort of, sort of the, what you're just saying about, you know, looking ahead, how are your sellers taking this? And what are, what are their thoughts right now in terms of how are they pricing? How are they thinking about transacting? And are they looking to push things to the future or? You know, different um, companies and different sellers are taking a different approach, which is not uncommon for any circumstances. You know, transaction in residential real estate is so personal and there's so many uh, variables to consider. Obviously, we do have this, uh, you know, global disaster that no one could predict had predicted or predict what the future ahead is. Therefore, there's more pause and more cautions. The uh, normal circumstances are all there, right? It, because the question is always, when is the right time to buy? When is the right time to sell? And if you talk to different colleagues at my level, uh, at my level across the board in the top firms in New York City, you're going to hear a, a different story. Uh, I was reading um, Fred Peters' um, statement on um, one of the publications that he does a write-up, and he was preparing his sellers for a 7 to 10% price adjustment when they come back into the marketplace. Now, again, that was a broad statement without really getting into price points because uh, I was talking to Noah of... Um, line last week when you guys invited me to attend and I was sharing with him that we have experienced multiple offers in some of our products that are just below a million dollars. So 
again, I think that it's um, no, it's certainly the circumstances are different than everything we have experienced in the past. However, sometimes things that are different are still the same. Hey, Ellie, I, I, I want to, I don't want to put you on the spot here, but you know, I kind of do want to put you on the spot. Let's, <laughs> it's okay. Let, let, let's it's talk good. about, let's talk about some of the other contracts that may not have had such an optimistic endpoint. Um, I, I know there are deals, you know, I, I tend to think that, um, look, there's so, there's so few deals being done and the market's so illiquid. There, there basically is no market. I mean, there, there's, there's a semblance of a market in terms of deal. Act- I mean, deal activity is down 80%. So, so again, if, you have, if you're a seller and you have to trade and you have to sell, you have limited options in terms of the bids that are there. What are you seeing in terms of contract activity? I know you've, you see a whole bunch. Are you seeing some deals down 10%, some deals down 15%, some deals down 20%? Or are you telling me that most of these deals are happening pretty close to where um, we were before COVID? Any idea there? Any color? Uh, you know, you have uh, different products. And in some of the new um, contracts that were being negotiated, but they have not gone under contract as of yet when the beginning of COVID, most, the majority of those deals went through without any price adjustments, which was terrific. And I think it was the optimism of the people that are purchasing. Mm -hmm. Um, Then you have deals that are just going on their contract right now. And it's the million dollar question. Where is that sweet point where the seller feels I'm not giving my property away or selling in a panic and a buyer saying, am I getting a reasonable um, product for the amount of money that I'm spending? So it's going to be a broad range of uh, discounts. And it's really, again, right, it's going to be based on product, based on location, based on pricing, and on the need of that end uh, user consumer. So it's, right. it's not that question that I can say to you, you know, it's going to be X percentage. I think you're going to see a broad spectrum between, if I had to give you a number, as you said, put me on the spot, is going to be anything from a five to ten percent uh, on the upside, and maybe as low as twenty percent on the downside. Yeah, and that's and that's really the takeaway is that we have so few deals and so much illiquidity that you have this broad range. Yeah, and and, and that's why I'm, it's so hard to answer. And I keep asking everyone, trying to get a number, and I and I respect that you that you came out and you, and you gave me a number because you know when I bring agents on, they, they tell me what they see in their world. And if they've done five, six, seven deals and those deals are, are, are on the median down only eight, 10%, then in their world, that's what they're seeing. Correct. Um, and you know, that's one of the nice things about having somebody that is looking at the uh, burst view, right? From my level, because I'm dealing with even with my agent population and their colleagues. Have so you I had any deals? All the different stories from, <laughs> like I said, from one end of the spectrum to the other. Sorry to interrupt. Have you had any situations in your office, any deals put together where you looked at it and it looked at it and you were like, wow, that buyer just got an amazing deal? Well, um, let's see. Wow, that buyer just got an amazing deal. Not really. Um, I have seen what I have seen though. It's some deals that you thought maybe would not happen. Like we have an amazing deal 
at uh, 111 West 57, and it's a beautiful story of a uh, purchaser buying as a birthday present for his wife. We had just gone under contract, and last week, believe it or not, that was one of the buildings that for whatever reason is being grandfathered and they've been able to continue construction. And our buyer has added um, upgrades to the unit and bought a uh, storage unit. All this happened last week. So they're just continuing on. And this is a property that is north of $25 million. Right, so the unexpected deal, I, I love it. What about your outlook? Ellie, when you look out, um, summer and fall, what do you what do you see? You know, I think that we certainly going to, I mean, it all depends on how the transition takes place. And like you said, you were speaking to Neil, and when you're here to Governor Como, he has already told the city that we, we have to be at home until June 13th, if I'm not mistaken. And I know Remy is putting together guidelines and um, you know, just some business practices for all real estate offices. So it's on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, we have to have good communication. I anticipate that um, it's going to be whether or not you you have two very, I mean, two very extreme components that are, they cannot work without the other. You have the buyers and sellers, and then you have your, your real estate agents, right? Your salespeople. And uh, there are many salespeople that are probably more concerned than consumers in going back to the trenches and going back to work and transitioning mm -hmm. back into their offices. You know, uh, for us um, who work in high-rise buildings, it's going to be interesting to see how that transition is going to work because you hear all these comments and rumors like you can only have two people in an elevator or whatnot. If that is the case, I'm on the 44th floor of a beautiful high-rise building on Madison Avenue. Um, I'm never going to get to my office. <laughs> so, right. um, you know, and I think that um, people need to be embracing and start discussing the fact that this is the new norm. Uh, what I, the message that I give my sales team every week is let's uh, help our clients transition and adapt to this new way of conducting business. Yeah. Because we're not going to be going about our business the way we always have. And it's not going to happen in the summer or in the fall. With regards to business, we are all being optimistic to see, hope, hoping that the uh, fall is going to be a combination of the spring market um, for us. Uh, but if we have to be realistic, um, it's probably going to be, I think, 18 months before we really know the full impact of all of this. Wow. That's, that's, that's you know, that's interesting, Ellie. And I, I kind of, I'm, gonna, I'm working on a piece right now where I think this is going to be like a reverse checkmark type of price action, meaning that I think we're going to have a, just a destruction, um, a, a, a quick and swift fall. Um, I don't know what that's going to look like. It, it, it'll, it'll mark the bottom. It'll be like, all right, just fall right to the bottom. It'll probably take two or three months. So think about March and April. Think about March and April and May. All those deals that were signed um, finally come to fruition in, in, in July, August, and September. So I guess one of those months will be the bottom. And then I think we're going to kind of bounce back quickly a quick bounce back and then just be in this new normal. And I think that bounce back will be like a, 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 a maybe a 50% retracement of that fall. I don't know, but it'll be like a reverse check mark type of look to it. Um, I think we're kind of entering 
um, we have a divergence between sentiment in the field and this lagging sales data, Ellie. So the sales data from COVID is going to show and fall. Right. And, and at the same token, you know, it's not going to have the accuracy because when you look at all the different markets that we service, yeah. just the communities in our neighborhoods, between uh, the Upper East Side to downtown to Brooklyn to, you know, uh, um, Queens, it, it's so diversified. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the biggest things that we are, um, no one has a crystal ball or, or has control over, are we, by human nature, right, um, are we going to transition back into our workplace and our day-to-day -day lives, um, keeping that social distancing that is required not to have another, um, you know, resurgent of um, infections? and um, forget the vaccine. I mean, hopefully it's going to get here as, when it gets here. But in the interim, again, is how do we navigate uh, an environment where, um, you know, when you talk to some people I talk to, they're so panic-stricken and, and scared that they're immobilized. And others, yeah. you know, I always look at the glass half full and that's just my nature. But I have to also be realistic that I'm dealing with people and there's so many layers of people. So, well, but it's only going to get better from here, though, because I mean, if you and this is why I think it's going to be a reverse check mark is because we had a complete shutdown. So we, we, we're in the extreme. We're, we're, right. we're physically unable to show. And we're at that point right now where weekly deal volume is, for the most part, probably mostly sight unseen deals. Like we've had the residual legacy portions of, of that that's faded. Um, and, and, and so deals happening today are probably virtual deals and they're in the forties a week, not a lot. And I think, Correct. you know, where are you going to go from here? I mean, like you're seeing the bottom, you're seeing the destruction, you're seeing the no showing. Like, I think once, um, did you say June 13th? Is that when the new order is lifted? That's what was the new order that was given, um, as of um, last Friday. Okay, I thought it was May twenty. Okay, so so that's that makes more sense now um, and fits in line, I guess, with what Neil was saying. Um, yeah, and so that's that's what I'm thinking. Sometime in June, we we probably will get the go ahead. Um, yeah, and I when that happens, granted, I know that we're not going to have mass showings and open houses. I think that's that's obviously a thing of the past. But the people that are viewing. Um, and the and the showings that do happen are probably going to be serious buyers. And from what I understand, there are buyers out there that want to play. That is there are correct. Buyers, they want to play. They want to play in the game. They want to get some discounts. They they're ready to, to to take a nibble and see what's going on. And they're waiting to view property. And when that happens, I think you're going to go to a next part of this of this phase, and it's just going to be a slight shift up from wherever the heck we were before during this shutdown. That's my thesis. That's my thesis. So like we're in the worst of it now. I'm not saying it's going to be amazingly better once the shutdown. I'm just saying you're going to bounce a little bit off that bottom because now you get to see property and now you get to do deals by looking at property and now you're going to start to see the, the market come back. And, but, and you know, we have to also be cognizant that, you know, like some of the things that have hindered some of, of the transactions and sales or, or even putting new listings on the marketplace 
is that you know New York City is so um, diverse in the type of product that we use and in some of our buildings we have zero access to these buildings you cannot even yeah. send a photographer or a videographer yeah. or, or an you know or, or do a final walkthrough some of the delay and some of the closings is because you couldn't get in to do a walkthrough or some of the listings especially in the higher end class a buildings you know upper east side upper west side co-op buildings uh, when you have no access to the premises uh, the seller is ready to list the broker is ready to launch the property with all the proper protocols and all the resources. But if we cannot videotape that property or we cannot have access to it, it, it so we have other um, restrictions that some of the other markets do not have. And I think that that's going to be once again based on that co-op board um, or yeah. building board to make those decisions because they, their primary responsibility and so is ours is the safety of their shareholders and their yes, homes. and and condos are going to show this. You're going to see a big difference, Ellie, between condo price action and co-op price action, and condos are going to show it. Condos is where you're going to see if anyone's expecting to see a. Uh, 20, 30% discounts, and you're going to see them. You're going to see them. I guarantee you're going to see the isolated. There are no comps anymore. There are no comps. Right. Think about what you're going to be using for sales in June, July, and August once these COVID trades start filtering in, and it's going to be months of filtering in COVID trades going all the way to the end of the year. Um, you're going to have no comps, and, and, right. and that's what we're going to deal with. So, yeah. And we can't forget about the fact that we already had – distress um, uh, you know new development projects yeah. that this is not helping them at all and unfortunately no. um, we were already seeing a tremendous amount of uh, benefits and uh, incentives that the developers were providing to the purchasers yeah. and now it's going to be more than ever and it's not going to be the, the buyer is not going to be looking for just a simple upgrade of amenities or, or a few years of maintenance or transfer taxes they are going to want to see those discounts directly into the price and, and the price yeah. and the price and the timing sucks and i happen to think new development is one of your your biggest contrarian plays here because that's where you that's where you're going to see the biggest discounts on the condo side outside yeah. of your forced liquidators that's right yeah. hey listen ellie we're, we're running out of time i just have time for one last question here and that's if i could just shift topics now and just i just want to talk about how agents are, are transforming their business. And I'm, I'm curious what you're seeing in terms of what are some, some successful things that agents have done to really sort of, you know, stay on top of their game as we've endured this shutdown. You know, they had to get comfortable being in front of a camera. They have to understand that the way we sound, the way we look, that's who we are. So, you know, it's not about, you know, doing a Photoshop. And um, the, the successful agents are, are putting a lot of time and emphasis in how do they um, outperform their competitors on the social media and the um, technology platforms. Therefore, uh, they're having to really immerse themselves into understanding and learning the different types of um, communication that you can do and what's the messaging that you're giving to your client. 
because um, look, there are some great brokers that were doing amazing videos already and being very creative and their backgrounds maybe were in the acting environment, but there are a lot of brokers that are tremendously well knowledgeable, but they were not necessarily on these online platforms. And I think that they, uh, you need companies that are supporting them with those resources. Uh, to help them do that. And that's the name of the game. They, yeah. they have to stand out. They have to, you know, it's not just about doing a 3D tour or a little video uh, of a property or just put in some nice photographs. You really have to be in the film industry, quite frankly, to yeah. kind of... Yeah, and, and you're an advisor now. And like you said, you got to have your message down. And, and now's the time for, for the narrative um, and, and we've been saying, show them, show them, show them your clients. They want to see transparency. Show them the numbers. Show them the destruction. Show them how bad it got. Show them the bottom. Show them the bottom forming and the turnaround. It'll help because this market's going to only, it's going to only come back. Because I mean, once, once the shutdown order stops, it's going to only come back. Like we're in the worst part of it because we can't transact. We can't do business. So I like I like your 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 style, Noah. Because well, it can't get worse than this. I, I mean, it, it's it's going to bounce at some point in terms of that activity, and then we got to go through the whole price action problem. I mean, I, I want to see activity come back first. When I say bounce, I'm talking about activity. We're we're brokers. We want to transact. We're in a okay. transactional business. We want to do volume, and there's no volume. And I'm saying volume shut down to to, to nil, and we're seeing the bottom, and then we're seeing the activity bounce back on a weekly basis. So I want to see that come back on a sustained basis. And that's what we're looking for. Ellie Johnson, thank you so much for your time. This has been great from Berkshire um, Hathaway Home Services. This is Noah and John. We're from Urban Days. We're talking Manhattan. Ellie, you stay safe out there and we'll bring you back on at the end of the year. Okay. Thank you. Love to come and celebrate with everyone. I love it. Thanks a lot, everyone. We'll Thanks catch so you next time. Bye-bye.